Shut your mouth, you thong-wearing fatty. And you know what that means. That if you're looking for the best wrestling content and the best interviews on all of YouTube and in anywhere where you can listen to this, you need to listen to Generation of Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Generation of Wrestling Podcast. It's always as yours truly, the 28-year-old piece of gold franchise, aka the showstopper, better known as the G-O-W's resident tribal chief. And with me as always, I got my tag team partner, my brother, my family. He is the flyest in the room, Mr. One, Two, Three. Pin that ass down, K Breezy, aka Tuco Kimber in the building, bro. What's going on? Man, we got a new IWGP champion, man. And yes. Lance Archer. But man, what a show, man! What a what a what a what a what a, what a uh, kickoff fighter fest night two, and then to set up fight for the fallen for next week. Um, hey, I think we were all excited for AEW this week. Um, you know, considering what they had last week and what they were setting up. Uh man, pretty good, pretty pretty good show, man. I enjoyed it. All right, man. Well, look, you know, it's AEW review night. Hey, you know, the ball in your court, you know, let's do our, let's do your thing, baby. Let's talk about it. <coughs> well, um, <coughs> excuse me. Let's, uh, let's kick things off, man. With, uh, of course, man, we had the, um, the trial of Jericho or whatever you want to call it. Uh, you had Chris Jericho going up against Sean Spears. Sean Spears had the right to use a steel chair. Jericho couldn't use anything. And uh, it was a pretty good match, man. Um, hey, I, I liked it. The crowd was hot the entire time, of course. Man, you know that you know they sing along with the Judas. Uh, I liked the match. It 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 slowed a bit, but it was cool for what it was. Uh, seeing Sammy come out to help uh, Chris was cool. Um, Jericho, you know, he got the victory at the end. Now, for me. Uh, it was what it was what MJF said afterwards. It was the fact that, hey, no more of your guys can come out and help you, or else, yeah. man, deal is off. Don't you worry about it. But to make sure that, and we were thinking this would be Pinnacle each week. This would be a different member of, a member of Pinnacle. And as he was describing this dude, I'm thinking like, who the hell is he describing him? Like, damn, Warlow tried to rob a bank with, with a mask on. Like, who's who the hell is he talking about, man? So I, I and I am not familiar with who this guy is, but Nick Gage, uh, apparently this psychopath that is going to face Chris Jericho next week. Uh, I maybe you know a little bit more, you know, about him than I do, but yeah, man. Like I said, it was a good match, but uh, this definitely ups to Annie because the people went bananas for who he was, and they're like, oh wow, Chris Jericho's going to face this guy next week. Okay, so franchise man, I want to bring it to you, man. Give us your thoughts on the match and Nick Gage and what you expect for next week. So okay, so as far as the Jericho match, man, started off, you know, started started off a little bit, a little bit slow. Uh, there were certain points of the match. I'm like, damn, man, Sean Spears, you know, Sean Spears is gonna go ahead and he's gonna do the damn thing. Uh, as far as the announcement of Nick Gage, I am not familiar. You know, usually I kind of, you know, I got a one up on these kind of things, man, but. Uh, I, I, I'm not really familiar with Nick Gage, but judging by the fans' reactions, man, this is apparently uh, one rough and tough son of a bitch, man. And judging by the fact that Jericho 
has to leave his Le Champion persona and he has to go and he has to adopt his Painmaker persona. That goes to show me, man, when, when Nick Gage came out and you seen the look of I don't want to call it fear, but you can tell Jericho knew he was about to be in for a hell of a ride once he found out who this man was. Now, it was funny because the way uh, MJF described it, I'm like, oh, damn, man, this dude sound like a white New Jack. So, oh, we're we going to see how violent this match gets. I mean, the dude stabbed somebody in the throat. He robbed the bank without a mask on. He came out with a goddamn piece of cutter. I'm like, all right, man, this dude, he got my attention. Let, I, I, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Again, um, <clears throat> say what you will about AEW, man. They're willing to put people on TV that folks would always wanted to see in this kind of uh, spotlight, but never really. You you would never see this guy in WWE. I <laughs> not maybe in the Attitude Era, maybe the ruthless aggression, but you would never see this guy in WWE now. So to be able to see these people that you know that are cult classic legends and i call them that as people who are you know cult classics or as far as movies are you know those type of movies that never really make it big stream but they're fan favorites those they're those movies that you don't you know those low budget films that people love and he seems to be that type of a of, of a wrestler you know somebody that or i won't even go wrestler I, I don't even know what to call him man uh uh, a criminal, uh, <laughs> murderer, <laughs> hey, whatever you want to call him, man. He he seems to be that type of guy, and people seem to be excited, which got me interested and more intrigued into seeing what's gonna happen next week. And we're gonna talk more about that painkiller, uh, pain maker. I'm sorry, uh, pain maker later on. Uh, they gonna need some painkillers after this match, man. I man, ram ram for real. Next up, man, we got Miro. I'm starting to like his new name. He's no longer the best man. <clears throat> he's yeah. the and 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 this new, <clears throat> yo, he's on this new righteous path that that yeah. is just uh, it, it it's Nathaniel. What's going on, man? Uh, it, it, it's 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 I don't know, man. I like it. I like it. And and we're gonna see him for the homecoming. Miro's you know currently taking some time off. He's been pretty going pretty strong lately. Uh. But this also brings the allure. It, it doesn't water down seeing him so much. So now you can make him a big event. Now he's not a big feel. So when we see him in another two weeks and he comes out and whoever he's facing, because we have no idea who he's facing, I, you know, it, it's, it's going to bring that, that excitement, man. Uh, but before we move on to the next match, man, Miro, the Redeemer. How do you feel about the Redeemer? How do you feel about this new, this new guy that we always wanted to kind of see? But now we're finally getting them. I like you, man. I love the Redeemer gimmick. And uh, let me just tell you this. If Miro is God's favorite champion, then the GOW is God's favorite podcast. And once again, that ain't a prediction. That's a spoiler. But yeah, man, like I said, this is the guy that we wanted to see when he first came over. Not the best man. This is the guy, the Redeemer, the ass whooper. And uh, yeah, man, just that that title he has with with the, with the green and the white, and it it looks beautiful, man. You know, it's fitting for the Redeemer. You know, I'm here to atone for my sins whenever I see Rusev on my oh, excuse me, Miro on my TV <laughs> screen. You know, so uh, yeah, man, I'm excited to see what he's gonna do. And like you said, I like how the fact he has been going strong for the last few months, and even though it is the television championship. 
you know, I mean, you you can you can keep him relevant by having him doing some, you know, videos and vignettes and promos and stuff like that. He doesn't have to wrestle every single week, but the presence is there. And, you know, that's what that's what counts the most to me. For sure, for sure, man. All right, man. Next up, man, we got Doc Gallows, man, making his AEW singles debut. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, going up against Cass, the Elite Killer, and um, I, it, it was okay. Back and forth, some shenanigans with uh, Luke, uh, Carl Anderson on the outside. Doc Gallows ended up getting the victory. Uh, it wasn't really much of this match. I, really, for me, it really wasn't much for this match. Uh, Omega ended up coming out, cutting a promo, you know, kind of talking down to Cass. And then, of course, we got the Hangman page, man, cowboy shit coming out with that glass in his hand. Anthony, man, what's going on with you, bro? Uh, and oh, uh, Hangman, I, I don't know, he he, he kind of played back up the drunk gimmick. And, and I know he's been kind of off of that lately. So he yeah. kind of went back to it, or at least he was, you know, given the illusion he was drunk, but really he was out there ready to kick some ass. And then, of course, Dark Order comes out to have his back. Dude, I guess there really isn't much for them to do until they have their five-on-five uh, -five elimination match that they set up. Mm -hmm. uh, so what are your thoughts on this, man? I, 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 it, it was cool. It was just something to continue to further the storyline a little bit, uh, but I, I didn't really think too much of it. Uh, I, I I didn't think too much of it uh, either. Um, I wanted to kind of go back to uh, oh my god, Doc Gallows. So mm -hmm. last week I was very underwhelmed with the Carl Anderson match. This week I was very underwhelmed with the Doc Gallows match. I don't know what's been going on the last two weeks with these two man because we know what they can do in the ring, but I was not impressed I, I i just don't know man and, and even watching it man even looking at the crowd and listening to the crowd the crowd didn't really seem to be too into this match either and maybe i'm just reading too much into it but i mean i don't know and then like you said after after the fact you had you know the elite uh you had omega come out and you know dark order they came on a hangman so i'm ready to get this match over with i'm ready to see where we go from here uh, but I mean, I could I, I could have did without this segment, but I understood why they had to do it. So you know. yeah, right. You like I said, you you just continue the first storyline. But I, I think the problem with the elite is they've been winning so much and they've been cheating that it's it's kind of been the same thing. Uh, you know, they're constantly cheating to win, and they're you know they're beating everybody, and it's like. When I, I no, I don't think no one thought Doc Gallows was going to walk out with the victory. Everyone probably thought Kazarian was going, you know, to at least walk out, you know, with the victory. But uh, Nathan says at least AEW sticks with storylines. That's, true. That's, That's true. true. That is very true. Uh, they may be running one too many of them <laughs> from time to time, but uh, they, they will eventually. It will follow a path and lead to the to an out. Uh, next up, man, we got uh, Brian Cage promo. Of course, Taz and uh, the new FTW champion, Ricky Starks, they're, they're going to be in Charlotte. They're going to have a coordination for a championship. And Brian Cage, you know what? He likes celebrations, so he's going to show up and call some mayhem. I'm good with that. Next up, man, we got Willer Yata going up against Darby Allen. And I got to admit, man, I'm kind of surprised to see Darby Allen so ready to fight again right after last week. But he gritted it out. But for me, man... The match was cool. The match was cool. Uh, Yada 
good talent, got a lot of potential. Definitely want to see more from him. Uh, but for me, it was the face-off of all face-off. It was the legendary face-off that I think we didn't know we wanted to see. And uh-huh. Sting and Orange Cassidy, my God, man, it was chaotic. It was all over the place. It was just, man, to see Sting, to see Sting lay the yeah. first like that was like oh, and then to see Orange Cassidy, uh, you know, reaction to it, and them to go back and forth, and Sting to give the, <laughs> you know, the, <laughs> the little, the little, the little, the little roar on him, the little bang on his chest. I was like, you know what, Sting, man, I, I, I appreciate you, man, because you recognize who this dude is, and that, that was just so cool. Uh, Darby Allen, you know, he kind of said something, but it, it led to him winning the match, but it was nothing. But it was just a cool moment between Sting and Orange Cassidy. Uh, I, it was just different to see him just lay out the little kicks and that Orange Cassidy kind of looked like, oh, 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 okay, Sting, I got you, I got you. But uh, franchise man, what did you think of the match, man? Dude, I'm, I'm kicking the sand. <laughs> dude, I popped so damn hard for this, and it was funny <laughs> I because I don't know why, but I did too. Dude, I'm I was sitting here with the biggest Cheshire Cat grin smile on my face because. <laughs> Like you said, man, it's Sting. Like, Sting isn't the type of guy you would think. It's like seeing Brock Lesnar dance with the goddamn money in the brain. Be, be, uh, and like, where did this, who thought of this? Like, like we, we know Sting got charisma. We know Sting got personality, but it's still Sting. You know, I've always looked at Sting as like a serious guy. So to see him be the first one, first of all, look, he's about to whoop Orange Cassidy's ass. And man, then to see is- him take his gimmick and then use it on him first. And then to see Cassidy come back. And then to see both of them, you know, wind up for the super kick. You hear the crowd get into it. I'm like, okay, you know what? I did not know I, I wanted to see this, but now that I've got this, I'm going to watch it again tomorrow. Just to laugh. <laughs> so, yeah, it was cool, man. It was cool. And, and, and to me, silently, that almost felt like Sting kind of giving uh, Orange Cassidy the good old rub uh, without a match, per se. Oh, it was, most definitely. Uh, and I know people are like, man, what is Sting going to wrestle? But you know what? I'm okay. I, I, I don't... I, I wouldn't mind seeing him do something a little more than just being outside with with uh, Darby Allen. But mm-hmm. again, I'm not expecting a 60 something year old to be wrestling as much as I think I want to see him wrestle. So to see him interact differently, I think is OK. And <clears throat> the question is going to come how long before we move on, how long before we see this become Darby Allen versus Sting. Like, obviously, there's a respect, but when does that, yeah. when does it go stale? And when does we, when do we see the next evolution of whatever this may be? I mean, you kind of started to see bits and pieces uh, going into the coffin match. Uh, and when, 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 when Darby Allen. I'm going to take you back further. The two on one match when he told Sting to stay home. Yes, yes, yes. Excuse me. Yeah, uh, with uh, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, you right, correct right, right. when he got thrown down the steps, and you and Sting was like, you know, I'm there for you. And Darby like, you know, do me a favor, man, stay home. Like, I respect you. I love you. I don't want you. I don't need you. I got this on my own. And you kind of see Sting like, oh, okay, all right, cool. And then even today, uh, you when Sting and Orange Cassidy when they were hitting their antics outside the ring, you seen. Yelling, you know, he had a couple words to say, and he kind of looked at him like, dude, what the hell are you doing, dude? Like, what's up? And, uh, you know, so I was like, okay, 
Uh, I, you see it slowly but surely. You know, they're planting the seeds. The only thing is, I don't know if it's going to be a face versus face or if you're going to have to turn Darby Allen heel. But AEW doesn't seem like the type of company that just turns guys face and heel just to do it for the sake of one match. So, I mean, it could just honestly be a thing where they disagree, they had their match, and then they either go their separate ways or they continue to do business as usual. I can see Darby Allen turning heel. He's the type of character that would be heel because of the stuff that he would do. Like, I feel because he's a face, he's a bit um, – he, he he's a bit not timidive, but not as watered um, down. Not watered down, but he's not as 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 uh, devious. That's the word I was looking for. I like that. He's I like not that. as devious as he was. Ladies and gentlemen, the dictionary word of the day: devious. devious. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Hey, look, man. Look, man. This is giving education, man. I try to, I, I try to, you know, I, I try to, you know, do my thing with it every time, time. <laughs> you know, time, time. Uh, I try, I try. But hey, uh, PC's finest. Hey, baby. You know, hey, man. I do what I do. Um, <laughs> but I, 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 I do see, uh, um, I do see that happening. I, I wouldn't mind a match between them two for that. Uh, <laughs> Leo, Professor Tuco, I appreciate it. Uh, but you know. <clears throat> This is what I like about AEW, and I know, um, and we're going to definitely get into that when we get to the Andrade promo. Uh, I don't have a problem when you're bringing in other people, and instead of you trying to make me believe and think that these older people that are past their time are going to beat the newer talent, instead, they're there to help build. Yeah, I that's that's always been my thing. If you're there to help build, I've got no problem with you. If you're here to help bring light and promote, I have no problem with it. With Cage, he's not dominating. He's not he's winning, but he's not he's not wrestling that much. And when he does, he's 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 involving the younger talent. So mm -hmm. I have no problem with that whatsoever. But we're gonna move on, man, because we got a lot more to cover. Uh, next up, man, we got the Archer and Moxley promo, you know, the preview, they're kind of, you know, showing us their matches before, you know, and, and, and New Japan, uh, and then also the one they had, uh, last year. Uh, then we move on, man. We move on to the AEW Women's Championship match. And I gotta say, I thought this match fell flat for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, it picked up, it picked up towards the, you know, the middle end, really the end, but it, it kind of started good, but then it seemed like during the middle of it, it just seemed like Jax and and, and, and Britt were both gassed. They just seemed like they were both just done, and there was so, still so much more match to go. And I, I don't know if I it was just me that saw it, um, <clears throat> but, you know, I, I did like the little part where they tried to use the Eddie the fake out with the belt and everything. Ah, that was cool. And then it backfired on her because Vicky, you know, I, but it, it made sense for Vicky to intervene that because she's the wife of Eddie Guerrero. So I didn't have a problem with that. But, I, you know, it it, it it was cool. It was decent. I, I, I'll I give it decent. Um, franchise, man, what did you think? Boy, you know how I feel about my doctor, man. Uh, I, 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 was, I was a little bit, uh, I was a little annoyed. Um, both of them didn't have the best performance, uh, but it's something, and, and, and this isn't a knock on Nyla Rose. Uh, this is me speaking as a fan, man, real talk for real fans. The, 
I don't know what it is about Nyla Rose, man, but it's just like I have not seen a Nyla Rose match. And it was like, damn, that was a great match. Now I give her her and uh her and Sheeta the first time. I did she had one or two matches where they were at least it was like, damn, this was actually a really good match where I I, I had to give her, her credit because I enjoyed the match where I, I probably won't give her the most credit. I would definitely give it 50 50. But, 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 but let me let, let me ask you this. How much of that did you think, okay, that was a great match because Rose made Sheeta look good? Or how much did you think, oh, that was a good match because Sheeta made Rose look good? 50 50. It was 50 50. Because I felt, I, I felt because Nyla does stuff that's a bit more powerful than most average women and Sheeta being the, the her style fit great with Rose in that first match so I thought it was both of them and that and that made it well so that's why when they had the second one people were really down on it because it was like ah man this is nowhere near the first yeah. match y'all had but that first match was both of them it was Nyla bringing what she brought and it was Ro, uh, it was uh, Sheeta bringing what she brought. It was two different styles, but it worked well together because that wasn't a delicate match. That was a punch you in the mouth, smash mouth type of match. Where this one, it it wasn't that type of match. Like like Britt tried to start it off fast. Like she really tried to mat wrestle Nyla, which was kind of cool. It was different because you never seen no one to kind of attack her that way. But it's it's just as it went on, it just seemed like. It, it seemed like it, it it was it wasn't just one of them it was both of them, but yeah. they also seemed lost at certain points in time. I I maybe it was maybe because I had too much uh, hype for this match. Like I was really excited to see this, and it didn't live up to it. But it was decent. Uh, I I think there were, uh, yeah, it was something about that middle. Like it was, Leo even said it, it was something about the middle of this match that was like wow. Uh, Something's something ain't right. Some something something's off. But yeah, man. But I, I, will, I will. But I will say this: uh, Nyla Rose. There was a couple spots, like Leo said, where I thought she actually was gonna win. Like yeah. there were a few. I was like, oh damn! Like she about to lose this quick. Towards and the then, end, after the little spot yeah. with the where was the yeah that that's when it picked yeah. up and it got better. But before that it was like ah oh. now, I, now i will say i, I like how Britt baker how she hit that uh that last lock jaw the reversal she did to get that i liked it but this camera angle and you know man you know me just being me breaking the fourth wall i do if you really wanted to all you had to do was bite down on her fingers <laughs> i didn't i didn't realize like how obvious the lock jaw was to get out of until I saw it tonight in the way they had the angle. The okay, all right, devil's advocate. Okay, I agree with you about the camera angles. Matter of fact, I think for the last few weeks they have been doing really bad on some of the camera angles, uh, as far as kind of exposing certain things. Now with the lockjaw tonight, normally what I notice is when Britt she takes these two fingers and locks them into the mouth like the mandible claw. She yeah, didn't do she that had, tonight. Yeah, she had yeah. these two fingers, and they weren't in her mouth. They were more like on the side. So it, it did yeah. look like Naya could just bite down, but it didn't look like Britt applied the move normally how she does. Like normally she's yeah. in the mouth, and she locks down, and it's like she's got the, the root of the, the bottom of the person's jaw. 
I, I didn't notice that tonight. Like it, it was just the two fingers and it was kind of more, more off to the side. So even with that, I, I'm not knocking Britt for that. I, I think no, that was no. just misplacement. Um, but the camera angle didn't help. But yeah. I want to knock on AEW for that because their camera angles lately, man, they have really they've been they were on point for a minute, but now they've been kind of ah oh you you nope nope you shouldn't have did that nope ah nope, nope, right. you did it again so yeah I, I I'm glad you said that hey 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 man I guess a couple of the cameramen were uh, secretly got sent by Kevin Dunn. <laughs> and they're undercover <laughs> undercover dunnies <laughs> they're undercover dunnies <laughs> all right man moving on man we got we got bad oh mm. Mm. i'm pumped i'm probably too pumped but I'm, I'm i'm gonna stay this way because yeah. we finally got it official they did the the uh promo for the ftr versus proud and powerful Santana and ortiz but sure. next week, I've been saying it, I've been saying it, and I've been saying it. This is the tag team match we need to get. We gonna get it. They just further, you know, hyped it up. It wasn't too much, you know, all that special or whatever. But uh, it, uh, other than that, I, I, I'm already, I've, I've already been ready for this match, man. So we gonna get that. Uh, next up, man, we're gonna move on to this Andrade promo. So Andrade comes out right. And he's got a surprise for everybody. And he also wanted to talk to Death Triangle, and he had something to say to them. Yeah. All right. But before he does that, you know, his assistant, he, he shows Tony Giovanni something. And, man, Tony Giovanni, boy, you can tell he is just happy to be back in the wrestling oh, business. Of course. Dude, of course. And, 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 when, oh, and also what I wanted to mention about Britt Baker, did it seem like Tony Giovanni busted a – Okay. Did it when when Britt Baker won? Yes. Did it just seem yes. like Tony yes. Giovanni just maybe had a moment sitting at the announcer's desk? Like yes. my man was just really like I know he's a fan of her. He was really supportive of her. But boy, it seemed like Tony just reached the ultimate climax, <laughs> which he would, man, because he was just too pumped. But I love Tony, man. He he sold it right. Hey, that, that, uh, I mean, that's his best friend. That's his bestie, man. You know, I, he happy. He happy. <laughs> hey, all the all the crap she done put him through for the past six months and all the BS. Hey, if anybody you gonna ride with a shitty barista, like how oh you call man? Hey, you know, Tony Shavani, man. Why not, man? He had to take the little notes on the string and everything. I why not? <sighs> but he sees the name. He's shocked and surprised by the new advisor. I believe that's what it was. The advisor to Andrade, Chavo Guerrero Jr. And yeah. yo, I'm not going to lie. I was like, this is actually a good move. This is yeah. actually a good move. One, Chavo obviously not coming in to wrestle. Again, help build the talent. He's going to be the manager, mouthpiece for Andrade. Of course, Andrade don't speak great English. He tries, but he doesn't. But now you got somebody that knows the business and knows yeah. how to talk, knows how. Hey, we'll see how his managerial skills work out, but he knows the business. Chavo Guerrero, man, before we get to Death Triangle and all that, we'll add into that. How did you feel about Chavo coming out, man? Bro, Chavito! Man, oh my God. One half of the Los Guerreros, man. Look, dude, when they announced Chavo, 
I was in here, man, making some ramen noodles for the kids. You feel me? You know, I had to, <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to describe it down to a T. I was in the kitchen. I had the, uh, the microwave on three minutes and 35 seconds. I took the noodles out. I drained it a little bit. I put it back in there for another minute 30. And I was just looking at my dude, man. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Chavo came out, didn't look like he aged it. Days to see hey, he looked it good. He looked it good. He, he looked, good. looked good. And then when he came out, he was like, you remember? I'm like, uh, all right, cool. And then they hear the crowd pop for that. And then really, really quick, that baby face, it went from baby face to, like, okay, now we now we down to business. So before I get too far ahead of myself, I want to let you do your job and tell us what happened. All right, man. So Death Triangle, they show up. You know, like they heard, man. Andrade had a, he, you know, he wanted to see them. Now, uh, I wanted, hey, I wanted that too, Leo. I ain't gonna lie. That ooh, chavo, I ain't gonna lie. I wanted to hear that too, man. But hey, you know, it's it's all in our minds. It is what it is. Uh, so Death Triangle come out, and you know they let it be known, man. We ain't hiding from nobody. You want to see us? Here we go. And Andrade is basically. Long story short. Uh, Andrade is basically trying to recruit uh, uh, Dev, uh, not Dev Triangle, uh, my boys. Uh, <laughs> I can't think of their names. Lucha Bros. <laughs> Lucha Bros. I'm sorry, man. I, got, I had so many other names running in my head, but that was not the name. Uh, he's trying to recruit the Lucha Bros to come and be with him and say that why, and, and asking them why are they working for Pac? And Pac made it very clear, man, like, hey, they not working for me. Man, this is a brotherhood, man. This is three dudes who want to dominate and be the best. And I'm going to be honest. Um, it didn't really lead to much after that. It was just, you know, we all just got done watching it. It didn't really lead much. It was just, you know, him trying to recruit them and them basically turned it down. But I know they're, they want to do the trios, tag teams. I still want to see this version of Death Triangle. I'm hoping Andrade just brings in two other people with him. And they create something out of that. I don't want to see them dump on Pat yet. I've been you, you, you brought this team together. I want to see you do something with them. I don't want to see you dismantle them. You know this this early. I don't think you need to. Um, injuries have have played a part in them and in, in their, their, their the 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 halt. I won't say to stop the halt of whatever build you were doing for them. Um, but they're back. They're all healthy. I, I want to, and if you're going to go with the trios championship, whenever you're going to do it, do it. But I want to see this. I want to see this trio. I want to see these three. I want to see them dominate. Like I think they can, but if something changes, I don't think I'm going to be mad at an Andrade and the Lucha bros, you know, teaming up together to be a, you know, the, you know, I, you already got that at NXT. I, you got that at NXT, but yeah. this team, this team's a little bit, more name worthy than that other team, but I, again, I'm I'm good with Pac. With all of that being said, bro, your thoughts? <clears throat> man, bro, I almost had a heart attack. Man, I almost fainted a couple different times because when they were all speaking Spanish, Pac. First of all, Pac sold the hell out of it. When they were all speaking Spanish, going back and forth, you know, the Lucha Bros, Nandrade. And when Chavo was like, you know, no disrespect, but, you know, we speak two languages and they kept talking in Spanish. And you can see Pat kind of looking like, wait, what are y'all talking about? What are y'all talking about? And it almost looked in the Lucha Bros. They did a great job with, the, with, with selling it as well. 
because to but also me, talking to Pack and letting them know like nah he talking boo he he talking BS bro he talking BS like yeah okay cool yes but at the same time I didn't fully buy the Lucha Bros on Pack side at first because it they seemed were like behind them yeah 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 so I was looking at it I'm like oh and then when they walked up to the ring and then they were all standing on the uh on, on the on the side uh and they always on the ring they were waiting for a minute I'm like oh damn they about to turn on them they about to turn on them but it never happened. Like, thank God. All right, well, I got nervous for a minute, man, because you know what's crazy? You are right. We already have this in NXT, but I ain't going to lie, dude. Andrade and the Lucha Bros will be nuts, but it's not needed right now. It's not needed. You you went through ups and downs with Pac and Phoenix and uh and Penta, and then you had the whole breakup for a split second, and then you had Eddie Kingston kind of mixing it up a little bit with him. And it was right. so different. Well, you had the pandemic. Let, let, let's be real. The pandemic yeah. happened, and that really put a halt to what direction they were going to go in. Because when they started them, it was right before it, and then everything else happened. And, 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 and it looked like at that time that they were going to be on their way to the AEW Tag Championships. And then, you know, like you said, the pandemic happened. Pac had to go away for a while. So now that you have all three together at the same time, I think, man, you need to go ahead and rock with Pac for a minute and, and let him do his thing with the Lucha Bros and Death Triangle. But I am very curious to see who Andrade recruits next. Of course, you got y'all beat, though, man. He back. So, hey, man, look, I, I, I'm all for it, bro. I'm, I'm ready. Most definitely. Most definitely, man. All right, man. Next up, man, you know, with the – I guess earlier in the night, Marco Stunt decided he wanted to go fight the uh, – Hardy family, uh, you know, and and he got jumped, and that led to Jurassic Express and Christian coming out, which sets up a six man match for them next week. Uh, eh, uh, whatever. Uh, I, Matt Hardy family, I it's I, there's nobody in that group that I am interested about, so I have very low interest uh, for this whole little rivalry. Um, Next up, we got Orange Cassidy and the Blade. Now, I'm down on this match um, because it didn't seem like they knew what the hell they wanted to do. It seemed like they knew for a minute, but it was, I don't know, it it, it went on too long. I felt it went on, it was a detriment to the main event because the problem that I have with the main event, um, and these are pretty much the last two matches, but what I had the problem I had with the main event is I felt it felt too rushed and it felt too rushed because Orange Cassidy and the Blade went on too long. Uh, I thought this should have finished way like at least five, 10 minutes earlier than what it did. It shouldn't have gone as long as it did. You could have did a couple of little spots and then at Cassidy could have just got an advantage win. Uh, you could have moved on with it because um, the people were dead for this match. I, it, the the power yeah. bomb on the turnbuckle was cool. It was a few little spots where Statliner came out, but for the most part, folks were pretty quiet for this match. Um, I I want your thoughts on it, but I I want to get into what's going to happen next week in the main event. So it's on you, bro. I mean, no, it, it's not really much to talk about. I mean, Orange Cassidy, he won. He had the spot where he hit him with the brass knucks. I mean, you know, it, like, hey. like like you said, man, the match itself. One, I wasn't really hyped for it to begin with. I, I mean, I love Orange Cassidy. Didn't really care that he was facing the blade, though. And then the match when I actually watched, man, man. Yeah, it, it, it was so-so. But it, it went on too long. That that was my whole thing. It, it way too long. And I and that was detriment to the main event, which was 
Lance Archer versus Moxley for the IWGP US Championship in a Texas death match. And yeah, man, um, th it, it, this that one, I don't know what Archer, I don't know why Archer tries to throw stuff in the ring. It never lands. He, every time he ever tries to throw something, it either goes way too far or it yeah. don't go far enough and yeah. it lands on the outside. So neither candlestick went in the ring. Um, and it just, I, I didn't expect the match to be, uh, to, to, to be a quality match. I expected it to be all over the place, which it was, but it was rushed. It, it, it seemed like they were just running through everything so fast. And then it kind of got better towards the middle end, but it, it, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I feel like they, they just kind of ran through the time. It, it, it didn't really build up. It felt watered down. That yeah. I'm just gonna say, it felt watered down compared to what they talk about. What these other matches were, yeah, they did certain spots, but I, it, it just, it, it was something that was I was missing with it. In the end, we got John Moxley, man. This man held the championships, man. Yeah, yeah, stuck to Moxley. I, I'm, I'm about to get to that. Uh, so, and you know, Moxley he pulls out the barbed wire, lays it on the table. Just when you think he's gonna put the paradigm shift on Archer, Archer reverses it with the, with the, the fork. I'm I the fork. I, I I got the I got the fork, but the fork kind of died for me because I saw how you were using it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Archer pretty much chokeslams uh, Moxley through the barbed wire, which honestly um, it looked it worse than it should have because he didn't really go through the second table. Like he hit the second table, but he didn't go through the second table. So the way he was stuck to it, and even if he was supposed to get up, he was not getting up. He yeah. was stuck to that yeah. barbed wire, as Leo pointed out, man. Yeah. Franchise, man, the Texas death match, Moxley, Archer. Uh, man, give me your thoughts, man. And set up for next week, man. Well, we're going to get into the setup for next week, but just give me your thoughts on the match. It was good for the time that it had. I mean, obviously, when they started the match, I think it was like only 15 minutes left anyway. It, was, it seemed less than that. It seemed yeah. less than that. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about that. I'm talking about it 15 minutes when they started the entrances. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and then, of course, you had, you know, you had the commercial break as well. And honestly, you could tell, man, it just got to a point where it was set up the, the I, I mean but the whole commercial break was moxley setting up shit it wasn't even him fighting and having a match yeah yeah and and my my and it's like it was so much hype for the texas that match why like you said i wish they would have had a little bit more time so maybe this should have been a 30 minute match you know because you built up all this hype and the last match that mox was in uh was with omega right and we seen how that ended, but we understood it for the storyline purposes. So it's like, okay, we let that one slide. And then, you know, you got Mox and you have, uh, uh, excuse me, Archer talking all this shit. Of course, man, Archer came in basically as a default uh, babyface, technically, uh, just due to the crowd reaction. And I'm going to say babyface. He came out to a babyface reaction because he was a hometown boy. So, of course, the crowd was already behind him anyway. Um, so he had that going for him. And I actually wanted to see this match between these two. And it wasn't a bad match at all. But for the amount of shit they talked, hyping it up. And then, of course, you heard about their past match. Uh, and you already know what Mox can do in a, in a hardcore match or a death match. But I don't feel like that this was necessarily a 
deathmatch worthy title. I feel like it was a little bit of a hardcore match, but I won't look at this match like, oh, this is a deathmatch. Um, the spots where uh, Mox got pushed down on the table, that everything, like I said, it just seemed so rushed. It seemed like once they got to about five minutes left, it just seemed like, okay, let me hurry up, set this up real quick, because one of us going through a table. And even, even then, the match ended at like 9.59. And I understand, you know, you got TV time and you you, you got to get it together. But this is one of those things where I just kind of felt like, like you said, the Orange Cassidy match went on too long and it kind of took away from, I think, what this match should have been. And 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 I don't even want to say they had to end the the show on time because I think honestly there've been shows where they've gone over time. I, yeah. it, they have gone over the ten o'clock hour, so that's not an excuse. I the match was rushed. They they rushed it because of the the, the match before it went on too long. But um, I I think they could have saved the butcher and, and Orange Cassidy for next week. That that seems like a match you could have put on next week, and you could have gave this match the proper time it needed for them to properly beat the hell out of each other, like they needed to really sell this match for the right. name and what you were advertising it for. I, I that I I feel like they dropped the ball on that little bit of it, but it it it, it had spots, it had its moments. Um. Moxley lost. I didn't see Moxley losing. I figured, uh, and, and because, and I want to make sure I got this guy's name down right. I want to, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, Haku. He is the, uh, I was saying, no, I was saying, he was, was that? He come up. Come on, man. Help me out, bro. Uh, the son of uh, Haku. Um, yeah, I know. I'm going to be the son of Haku. I know it's hero. It's, it's something, man. With he's kind of, yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry if I'm butchering it. But, uh, the, first and foremost, when he got in the ring, I'm like, Damn, wait a minute. Damn. Yeah. But even JR like, said the same thing. JR, like, I did not realize he was that big. They're like, damn, it dude says like he's like, it's like, yeah, he's six six, you know, you know, uh Excabler. And this is what I love about Excabler because he he knows all of these guys and he is yeah. able to, you know, explain who they are. But yo, I I okay, he's gonna fight the winner, which was Lance Archer next week. For fight for the fallen, and speaking of fight for the fallen, man. So we got Chris Jericho. He says earlier, right before this match, that well, if Nick Gage, the homicidal guy that he is, is going to show up, that means I need to become that kind of same guy. So we got the pain maker going up against Nick Gage next week. All right, cool. I never really, I've seen YouTube stuff of the pain maker, but I actually get to watch a match of him. Yeah. I actually want to see. I. Yeah. What would Jericho bring to it? I don't know, but I want to see it. Then also, uh, as excuse me, whew, excuse me, as we uh, said earlier, FTR proud and powerful tag team match. We've been waiting on that. Can't wait for that to happen. Uh, we also got that it's going to be Christian uh, Jurassic Express versus uh, the Hart Family Organization. Uh, Haku Hakula uh, again. As, I'm sorry. Uh, going up against Lance Archer. For the IWGP US Championship match. And then we also got Monica Black going up against Cody Rhodes. And honestly, well, that was set up for homecoming. I'm sorry, that was set up for the homecoming. So that's going to come in a few weeks later. But uh, other than that, man, we got quite a few matches set up for next week. Uh, Fight for the Fallen for the last two weeks wasn't bad. A couple of them, uh, but a lot of 
wild matches, a lot of good, exciting stuff. Franchise man, your thoughts? Hey, Fighter Fest Night Two was cool. I think overall, I think Fighter Fest Night One was probably better. But hey, it is what it is. A uh, good show nonetheless. Right. Next week, I'm looking forward to that. And like the, uh, today, you know, Tony Khan, you know, he stacked the shows. I think he stacked today a little too much. Uh, as far as the main event. But, hey, you know what? It is what it is. We ain't going to complain because we know what AEW is. We know who Tony Khan is. We know what AEW can do on a week-to-week basis. So I'm not going to read too much into this one. I mean, everybody went out there. Look, we got fans back, bro. We haven't had fans. Well, recently in AEW, they've kind of had their fans a little bit longer than WWE. But, you know, overall, we haven't had fans in over a year. So I'm not about to sit here. I'm not about to bitch. I'm not about to complain. I mean, we heard noise. We heard cheers. We had we heard boos, real boos. Uh, and like silence. Leo, we've heard silence. <laughs> we've, heard, we, we, we've heard silence. Like Nathan said earlier, you know, at least they are consistent in their storylines. And how many times, bro, before? And we don't get off, but how many times before have we seen a match or we didn't necessarily know the direction of a storyline? And it's like, eh, I'm not really feeling it. And then you have their, you know, the final blow off at a big pay per view, and it's like, you know what? Okay, it might have went on a little long, but I like that. Or how many times we like, you know what? I wish that would have went a little longer. But at the end of the day, you know, there's a grand plan in mind with Tony Khan, and there, it's gonna pay off. So I'm gonna be patient. I'm gonna sit back. I'm gonna enjoy it. Apparently, there's gonna be a boatload more surprises. I mean, I don't know what else you can do. You didn't got. Out Malachi Black, you know, brought out Friday, you didn't got Chavo Guerrero. So I'm just like, at this point, man, I'm gonna sit back and enjoy the ride, bro. I no, I feel you on that, but you know, like we reported earlier, there's the possibility of CM Punk. There's the uh, the the rumor that Daniel Bryan is signing with AEW. Uh, so you know, until we and apparently Tony Khan has actually has a huge announcement next week for the people. So, you know, I, hey, man, we, hey, <laughs> what? I don't know, man. I don't know. And I like it. I, I actually like not really being able to foreshadow everything. So, you know what, man? It's, to know that in this business that, uh, that, that heavily, you know, banks on um, surprise, not knowing the intricate details of what they're doing and for yeah. them to still be able to do and make and have some surprises it's refreshing again it's just ah man it's wow someone else is actually doing something else and it's actually working and it's pretty good all right man cool no problem man but again you know it is what it is not perfect but it's it's different with that being said ladies and gentlemen i I think we talked your ears off enough man uh that's the aw review fighter fest night two fight for the fall of next week uh Guys, uh, I think we've been saying it enough, man. Friday night, we are going to be in Cleveland. Well, we are in Cleveland. We're going to be at the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse, man, SmackDown Live. Uh, They kind of announced a couple of matches. Uh, I believe Bianca Belair will be in Florida fighting Carmella for the uh, SmackDown Women's Championship. I haven't told my daughter yet, but if she's watching this, <laughs> she knows now. Uh, but uh, no, it, it's Cleveland. I'm not. I, they're gonna have people there. I, I'm not. I, somebody's gonna be there. I'm not worried about. That. So we're gonna have a good show, man. We're gonna we're gonna try to talk to some people after the show. We're gonna try to talk to some people before the show. 
man, we just we just gonna we gonna we gonna show up and we gonna do what we do, man. We're excited, man. The first show, you know, first live event in Cleveland, really, uh, for us, you know, that we're gonna attend. Uh, I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm kind of rambling. So, franchise, man, anything before we get out of here, man? Man, I'm stoked. I am stoked. And who knows, man? We might run into a crackhead. <laughs> Crackhead on location. <laughs> Crackheads on location. <laughs> look, man. <laughs> man, look. <It's> just a... <laughs> I think that's time for us to wrap it up. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for tuning in. Yeah, we, yeah, we, gotta, yeah we don't want to take it too far. <laughs> we, hey, but look, look, man, we, look, we just know the environment and where we live, all right? Look, we're not condoning it or anything like that, but hey, we live where we live. It is what it is. So. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for tuning in to another episode of Generation Wrestling Podcast. It's yours truly, the 28 year old piece of gold. He's too cold. And make sure you don't. Peace.